What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 35 of the Flip Screen Games Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where two best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Welcome back, Steve. Yeah, it's good to be what back. A week. What a time to be alive, you know? It's, it's The spring is in the air. It's getting warmer outside. Well, We're just about... Well, yeah, I forgot. You live in the <laughs> land without sun or smiles. So, uh, but hey, we have you know, we're... sometimes, but not often. <laughs> it's all the queuing in the gray skies and the rain. If you lived here, you'd realize that that's why we don't smile all that much. <laughs> it's like California. I can imagine why they're happy all the time and they're all so beautiful. It's the sunshine. That's what it. That's what does it. I'll tell you what. That was the thing. I think we're going to talk a little bit later today about. Uh, games that like didn't meet our expectations talk about things that did not meet my expectations the first time i went to california i was in san francisco which is like central more like it's the up north half of california Mm -hmm. it gets fucking cold there i was there in the summer and i had to buy a hoodie because i was freezing i think it's It's meant to be similar climate to the uk in san francisco because it's right on the bay and so you get that wind chill from that northwest yeah. like it's very chilly and you know it's beautiful but cold it was chilly you know <laughs> i had to buy one of those drug rugs you know what i'm talking about no no i don't so they're the drug that sounds probably bad out of context uh it's like a hoodie if you search drug rug you'll find I've seen it. it yeah it's yeah. like, you look like a, a woven hippie. yeah it's like a woven like like knockoff south american style they're hoodie, actually called right? like Baja it, hoodies, is what they're actually called, not drug rugs. That makes sense. Yeah, but anybody who knows the kind of person that wears that is uh, probably I'm going a to buy like, a Baja hoodie, and I'm not going to do drugs because I'm a good boy. That's well, I, that's what you say, Steve. But I think as soon as you buy a Baja hoodie, you just you just fall into the grass. role. You're just like in the role. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, I've got to do it now. Quick, yeah, the and then like you'll you'll put it on, and then the first time you pull it off, you'll just like have a tie dye shirt underneath. You'll be like, "What's happening?" Yeah, I, I, I'd be into that. Yeah, it's just got a pocket full of mushrooms or something. Yeah, there you go. It's not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, I I'm gonna be honest with you folks. I don't know how we got there, but I'm gonna tell you that this episode of the Flip Screen Games Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of April. Uh, they are, of course, and you know, maybe that's maybe that's where it comes from, right? It's April. We're all feeling a little foolish. We're all being a little silly. You know, April is traditionally the rainiest month in the UK. I don't know about where you are, but that's the tr- history says uh, yeah, we get April, the most rainfall. April showers, of course, bring May flowers. That is that yeah. is the uh, the turn of phrase. So yeah, it's pretty pretty rainy around here too right now. We had a big ass storm last night, but the sun has come out tomorrow which is now today so correct yeah yeah you better bet your bottom dollars <laughs> speaking of folks who bet their bottom dollar that's our picture of producers for the month of april they are of course christian oliveria christopher valens gabriel hasselmeyer aka Sobi, mary berry smoky shake wakahula and zade Ida. thank you all so much for all of your bottom dollars over there on patreon.com slash flip screen games y'all are the realest of the real and we appreciate your support of this fine program. So uh, if you want 
to be a part of the show. If you want to get perks and goodies just like they did, there's a bunch of ways that you can interact and show your support. Of course, head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you can find links to our Discord. We've got an ever-growing community of dorks just like you. Uh, it's a safe, inclusive place for you to come talk games, keep the conversations rolling with us through the shows, get notifications when we're going live on Twitch and all that kind of good stuff. So go check it out. Go check out all the cool content we're making all, all over the web, especially on our Twitch channel if you haven't before. I've seen a bunch of people who are podcast listeners kind of going and checking out the streams for the first time and liking what they find over there. So, you know, Steve's been live like, like damn near every day lately, but Wednesday and Thursday are our guaranteed days. So go check it out. The Twitch channel's been a good time. Uh, come be a part of what we're doing over there. And then, uh, of course, if you do back us over on Patreon, you'll get access to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, One More Thing, where you can hear about my band's uh, last trip to the recording studio. Yeah. Got a bunch of albums in the work and, right and now. I'll learn all the link between mixes and masters. I know everything now. So if you want to know Steve's, about music Steve's production, yeah, I'm an expert. I'm going to be producing yeah. Pete's next album. So be on the lookout for that. So go check that out. And then I'm seeing this here on this episode. We talked about it. There's a follow-up. Steve, you got your Steam Deck email? I did, yeah. I bought it, bought it last night, yeah. Oh, my God! <laughs> wow! Okay. Breaking news, everybody. We got a Steam Deck on the way here to Flip Screen Games. Yeah, I was shocked. Exciting. Because I know they said that we're going to ramp up the Q2 emails. And I was just like, well, you know, Q2 is a long period, right? It's, a it's like April all the way up to the end of June. And uh, the second batch of emails went out on, on Thursday last week. I got it. Got my got my Steam Deck. Ordered it straight away. I was like, yes. They give you three days in order to to buy it, and then that's it. That's it. <laughs> three days to mull it over and be like, ah, do I? Do I? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I needed like three minutes. I was like, yes, done. And I and it tells you when you ordered it. I ordered mine thirteen minutes after pre orders opened. So. If you ordered yours a little bit around that area, like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you're probably going to have an email next week or this week. Eyes up. Yeah. So yeah. be on the lookout for it. So a couple follow-up questions there then. How? What the fuck? Sorry. It's just <laughs> someone, There's music playing upstairs. Something's going on. I don't know. <laughs> Sarah's having a party. I think, I think she's, yeah. I think she's listening to the new Pup record. Um, go check it out, everybody. Pup, my favorite band. Uh, but Steve, so follow-up questions about the Steam Deck. Do you know when it's supposed to ship? And what is, like, the first game that you're trying to download and play on it? Okay, so no idea when it's meant to ship. Apparently it's within three days I will get a tracking code. Their email system is quite clearly not set up for physical hardware. It says when you get when you buy it, the following items have been added to your Steam library. Download the Steam client to open them now. It's just like, I'm not going to be opening my uh, Steam Deck. <laughs> and, then, and then someone on Twitter was like, um, I think you just bought the digital one. You've been swindled. So you're not actually going to get uh, a physical <laughs> You got the digital only. <laughs> you got the digital only one. Uh, the first game I want to play, I'm really, I'm really unsure. I'm, I have no idea. I kind of want to play Elden Ring again. Like I want to start again on the Steam Deck. Which you didn't is just even finish it. Not yet, but I'm on the I'm on the like final track now. Finish the capital. I'm on my way to like do the last bit up in the mountains and stuff. Asobi's been guiding me on the streams. I mean, and he's just great. Like, go here, finish go here. the game after that point. Yeah, I want to. I think I want to do it again. I really want to try it. Some of my old. You're games. really about to spend sixty dollars on this game again, huh? Yeah, I'll probably buy it again. It's my favorite game of all time at this point. But I um what? 
it's yeah i love it it's, you're it's, just dropping <laughs> bombs on me left and right on this show so far this is now your favorite game of all time yeah elder ring is my favorite game of all time at this point but i think i might try out some other souls games on there like uh like demon souls dark souls that kind of thing uh but i'm also thinking i want to go Who back the fuck to like are you? some tradition some of like the classic favorites right like i want to try fallout new vegas on there like some of those old games want to play simpsons hit and run because i've been dying to play that game for ages and there's a steam version of it and there's this thing called emu deck now if you go to emu it will add all of the emulators and all of the games each individual game gets its own poster its own stuff and it will bring them in so you can like just click on them from the steam library and i'll open up the emulator it's all pre-configured so you what? can just be like oh i want to play wind waker hd on like the wii u what? emulator and it's like in the steam oh. interface so if you check out emudeck.com uh, it configures it all for you it automatically finds all the artwork it installs retroarch it installs dolphin it installs the wii u emulator cmu and you can just you can just play them there and then so oh i'm probably going to be installing that as well that's probably going to be a day one install on the on the steam deck it looks so cool okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's too late for this but uh <laughs> zade one of our patreon producers i remember he told me that he had a steam deck pre-order that he would uh give to me because he didn't think he wanted it anymore i'm just if anybody's got one hit me up hit me up all right, oh, so I'm you like, want I'm one like, now you've changed your mind you're like oh, i think i want a steam deck now steve i have a little bit of fomo i'm not gonna lie to you is it the you emulator know? stuff that's like the big thing for you being able to play yeah, those games? Like yeah, that's like the big thing more than anything. But the other thing I was thinking was while I was putting the doc together today, there was another main topic that we almost did that was going to be about um, kind of retro revival for like low poly, like PS1 and 64 style games. Um, and I did like see a game that I was interested in. And I was like, man, I, that is something I do kind of miss about PC gaming is like being able to be like, oh, this new little indie game looks cool. Like, let me pick it up before anyone's yeah. talking about it and like be a champion for it, right? And like, you know, help help it get attention. And like, I, I do kind of miss that aspect of PC Plus gaming, there's, there's but I also so many games don't want like, a game on my PC. Yeah, and there's like so many games locked to PC and locked to Steam, right? That like Inscription, for example, still not been ported to right. anything else. Like, I really and, wanted to play that. And it would be, I really can't wait to play that. I've never got to Act 3. So if I can get finished through Act 2, get to Act 3. I know in our in our Discord, Isaiah's been talking about it, and like he was just he was just like, Act Three is amazing, and you you really need to finish the game, and I really want to get to that point. I'd like to play Disco Elysium on something that's stable, that's not the Switch version, that's like super slow and buggy and. Crashing. You have a PlayStation Five. I do have a PlayStation Five, but that for me is like the perfect end of the day bed game where I'm just like in yeah. bed. I want to read. I want to like play through that and like wind down with uh with just a, a little bit of a of a game but it's not anything that's like too massively intensive whereas like ps5 i want to play like the big hot uh f- like big games like um horizon and and death loop sure. and wrestling clank and that kind of thing steve i'm getting real close to the end of horizon i really need you to double back and finish that game before you start elden ring a second time so i will double do back and finish cast. it that's absolutely the the, uh, gotta the, plan. Do the spoiler cast. everyone wants you to finish elden ring so we can do a spoiler cast on that so you need to do that at some point Pete and you really need to commit to play. Everyone's been I saying know. you need to play it off stream because there's no way you're going to finish it just on stream on your own. I'm 68 
hours in and uh, I'm not finished it yet. So so I I think I, I'm willing to play it off stream once I'm done with Horizon. I just need to wrap Horizon up and I'm getting really close. Like I've done almost everything. I have like 75% of the trophies already. I'm oh, like, oh, okay. Man, yeah, that's totally I've fair. played so much of this game. Um, but I've also been thinking of maybe, because like I've been talking a long time that like I'm going on vacation in a couple of weeks. When I come back, I really want to add days to my my streaming schedule. I'm like low-key considering doing like a Soulsborne Sunday thing for a oh, couple yeah, months. Oh, that'd be great. Soulsborne like, Sunday, yeah. Just play a couple hours of it and like chip away, like wake up, play it early and then be like, all right, cool. Like I'm going to move on with my day. Um, and I was thinking doing something like that so I can have a dedicated time to just play that rather than mm-hmm. on any given Thursday when we don't have something better to do. <laughs> yeah, I had like the best stream this week with Elden Ring. I, I meant to go. For, I meant to stream for like about hour and a half, two hours. Ended up going for like three and a three and change. And it was because I was just doing so well. I defeated two legendary bosses. I finished the the Rani quest line, and I got the like legendary sword that I was going for. I went and I completed the capital. I just had a great time with Elden Ring this week, and I'm just way back on board with that game. Uh, it's it's incredible. I know it's it's like a month on, and I'm still playing it. And I think. For me, I often fall off of games. The fact that I'm still talking about it and everyone's still talking about it and playing it and people are still tuning in to watch it, I think it's testament to how much people love that game and enjoy it. And I do see myself playing it again. Probably not straight away as a new game plus run like a lot of people have done, but I do want to to go in. And I, I want now that I know the game a lot more, I think I can go in and know what I want to do at the beginning. Like You had the benefit of everyone on stream telling you like, and watching videos and things like this is the this, this is the way. class you want to do and you can go get a second samurai sword and you can do this and you can do that i i figured all that out on my own and i picked the wrong class so i'm stuck with like the base bandit stats and they fucking suck whereas i need to be like a confessor so i can do the magic stuff so now i know that i'm gonna go back in and the next time i play i'm probably gonna just blast through it a lot quicker than i have done because i'll know what to do as well which is obviously a big big benefit I just can't believe that you like this game this much <clears throat> and that you want to play it twice. You don't even finish most games one time. And you're like, yeah, there's no, so much I haven't seen. Like, so weird. There's just so much I haven't seen in the game. And I know there's, there's tons. Like, That's even... true of every game you play, though. Like, there's so much Maybe. of every game you don't see because you never finish them. <laughs> there's also so little coming out. I looked at the lineup for April. It's dead. There is nothing this month. I'm so so thankful. I'm so thankful that it is slow because Jesus, like I was talking about this uh, with my friends, Em and Sam the other night. I I had dinner with them and I was like, normally if, if a game has its hooks in me, it's the only game I can play. Right? Like I remember when in 2017, Horizon and Breath of the Wild were both out. They were competing for my attention. See you later, Horizon. (laughs) No, I binned off Breath of the Wild. Really? No way. I was the opposite. I was the opposite. Yeah, because it it was an easy thing for me of just being like, I'm going to finish Horizon. Horizon has a more clear path towards like, this is the end. That makes sense. Whereas like, I was like, I could play, I don't know. I might play Breath of the Wild for 200 hours. Like, who the fuck knows? Um, so I finished Horizon and then was like, okay, now I can focus on Breath of the Wild. And I played that for another couple months, um, which was fine. But like right now I'm juggling three different games, like technically four, right? Depending on how much energy level I have or what I'm doing, where it's like 
in my free time right now, if I'm if I have the bandwidth to sit down and play a game, it's Horizon, right? If I'm deciding I'm going to go up for bed and I'm awake enough to play a game, then I'm going to play Kirby. If I'm not awake enough to play like a game game, I'm playing Magic the Gathering Arena on my phone. Okay. And if I'm streaming, I'm playing Elden Ring. So like, I'm just like, I feel like I'm just like spinning plates and I'm like, I need to... Like, gotta focus. Yeah, to you gotta focus on, on something. Out. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. this weekend. I've I've not got too much on, so I'm looking forward to to playing some more Elden Ring off stream because I'm I'm doing like little bitty bits at the moment, like some of the off track stuff, and then the next boss I get to, then I'll jump on stream and I'll make sure yeah. I, I do that on stream because those are the things people really love tuning in to watch is me either getting really salty and annoyed with it or actually finishing it and that sense of euphoria that you get when you actually finish a boss there's just nothing like it in any other game i've experienced where it's just like fuck yes i finally beat you after like 10 to 12 attempts or whatever i can't believe i've done it because you egg yourself on you're like yeah i can do it this time i can do it this time and then it's like a really shit run and he like stabs you in the first like two seconds (laughs) and you're just like maybe not then I don't know, Steve. I just feel like I'm beating all the bosses on like my first or second try. It's like, you know, it's so easy. You've no, you've not even got to Godric at this point. I need, I need to see you do Stormvale <laughs> Castle. Like that's the next thing on the next stream because you've been, you've been grinding to level up so you can use your twin swords without having a heavy load. Once you've done that, we need to see you go do Stormvale. I'm fucking ready, dude. I'm like ready. I feel like I'm kitted out now and I'm like, I'm strong. <laughs> I'm finally feeling strong. So I'm ready to go fight some bosses that are going to kick my fucking teeth. Yeah. Plus, you don't have to remember now because you've got two swords. You don't have to remember to do Y plus RB every single time. It's you so good. Weapons. It's so much better for me. <laughs> and now that block button that I was never using, I have that fancy new combo. Yeah. It, you know? Yeah. Doing well with it. You're still enjoying the game, Anywho. though, because like, people were asking, like, is Pete yeah. actually enjoying the game? Because like, he's not been playing it off stream. And I'm like, I don't know. I think he is. He says he is. But I don't think it's hooked him like it hooked me. That's where I'm at with it. Where, like, I am enjoying it, but I wouldn't say that it's, like, hooked me. Like, I, if I, you know, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't still be playing it. You know, like, if, if I was getting no enjoyment out of it, I wouldn't be able to keep coming back and playing more of it um, just to eat shit and entertain people um i think i would have hit a break it was point when, you were, point. when you were drinking that was that was a fun stream that, i mean that was one of the best i've played i died like once like yeah. <laughs> it was a point it's where a i was like i'm just courage. taking drinks <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I'm, I'm definitely still enjoying it and having fun with it you know like i i if if i wasn't i wouldn't i wouldn't tell you i liked it if i didn't right that doesn't mean that I'm as into it as everybody else. I don't think it has its hooks in me right now. Like, if you ask me what of the two games that I've played, which one do I think is better? It's like, I like Horizon better, you know? And like, I know that's a hot take for a lot of people, but I don't don't understand why, because they're very different games, right? And some people are going to enjoy that blockbuster style, very much story focused video game open world traditional what i would consider traditional western style open world versus elden ring where it's like lore based and you've really got to struggle to understand what the fuck the story's on about and i at this point still have no clue why fingers are telling me to do certain things and like there's people speaking in old english it drives me crazy for for me that stuff is really just it's a it's if i'm if i'm straight up and down honest with you 
listeners, I find that stuff to be a huge turnoff. I think that the story in this game feels like the same boring, generic-ass story in, like, every JRPG. Which right? is so funny, which like is how I feel about most JRPGs. I feel basically like, oh, every JRPG is the same. But a lot of people like those stories, and a lot of people have said to us, and I know people have written in, like, Zaid, for example, who have said, yeah. the, it, you know, uh, Horizon felt like a generic RPG. I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. And so a lot of people feel that way about Horizon in the same way that you feel about Elden Ring. Yeah, and it's just, I, I just struggle to understand that. I, I mechanically, like the way that Horizon delivers its story is that, and I totally get that, right? Like it's very much the go here, talk to a person, go here and fight an enemy or run an errand, come back, talk to that person. And like, that's a very traditional way to have like a story told in a game mm -hmm. through cutscenes and like all that kind of shit. And if that doesn't appeal to you, fine. Like that's, that's fine. That's a stylistic thing. But the idea that like the world of Horizon is generic and the world of Elden Ring isn't is like laughable to me because I literally could not point you to another IP in any medium. Well, maybe not in any medium, but Horizon is more unique in its story and its presentation and its style than most other video games. Mm -hmm. I do and think the monsters in Elden Ring, though, the enemies are so creative, so yeah. sickening and disgusting when you see some of them. That I've not seen yeah. anything like that in another video game. And I and I guess maybe that's similar to like other Souls games, because I've had people tell me when I've been when I've been streaming the game, oh, this is a traditional Souls like enemy. He's been in all of the games. They put it in, it's like yeah. fan service kind of thing. And I'm like, he seems and really I, cool. I, I know they do a thing where like, like a lot of times there will be a boss in whatever the current game is like teases the style of a future game, oh, which is like cool. Like, and, and like, I, again, like I'm not trying to talk shit, right? Like I've found a lot of things to like about Elden Ring, but a lot of the things that have always historically turned me off to Souls games, I still find to not really be appealing. Like I, I don't want to work for a story that way, right? Mm -hmm. Where like, I, I like lore, right? We've talked about that. I am the kind of person who I read every fucking codex entry in Dragon Age, right? But I think in that's Dragon maybe what, and Mass Effect I think that's and, maybe what neither of us have done is any item you pick up has a whole lore behind it and you can go into your inventory and you can read about it and it'll tell you who to give it to yeah. and it'll tell you about it. I am not that but person. But I don't care. Who, yeah, I'm not that problem. person who usually cares about it. And I, and I don't care about it in this. I didn't read any of the books in, in any of the Elder Scrolls games. I'm not really in those games for the story. In the same way I wasn't in Breath of the Wild for the story, the story was generic. It's go save Zelda and take down Ganon, right? It's the same as it is in every every game, really. And I'm just, I'm just, I don't really care about it. I'll just, I'll do it, not really paying attention. I hated the voice acting in that game as well. Uh, in the same way in, I hate the voice in Breath of the Wild, in the same way that I hate the voice acting in Elden Ring. And that's fine. I don't have to enjoy those things to still enjoy the game. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is, like, I think that's fine, but, like, for me, that does hamper my, I think, ability to, like, get into it, quote-unquote, because, like, I'm really enjoying the gameplay element and, like, the challenge and being like, oh, like, I'm weak and now I feel strong and that accomplishment, like, that loop is satisfying. But... The thing that gets me to care about the lore of a world is having characters that I like and mm -hmm. or like, you know, things that I'm interested in, like the world of like Fallout, for example, right, is really interesting. And I'm interested in the timeline and like, oh, like 
what did happen in the old world and like who shot the bomb off and why did that happen? And then like, you know, oh, like Fallout 4 is this many years. Like what's happened between this and this? And like, like, and I'm not even like a huge Fallout guy. I've never really gotten into a Fallout game, but I think the world is interesting and it's a world that I want to know more about and I want to seek out answers to the questions that I have. Whereas in Elden Ring, and part of it might be because I've been playing it on stream and I'm only like half paying attention to certain things. That is a big factor, um, I think. And and, and also, I, I don't think you're far enough in, right? You haven't even hit the first no. main boss, really. The first one that is considered like a demigod. You haven't got yeah. to that. So you and, and that's the thing is, I might be early enough where like that moment happens for me where it does click and it does get its hooks in me and I'm obsessed with it. Um, but I don't know, right? And I part of it might be the f- fact that I'm experiencing it on stream. Part of it might just be my personal taste and the, that there are friction points between what I want from the game and what it's giving me. Like, I don't love the way that the character controls. I feel like I'm steering a fucking boat. Um, oh. There are things like that that turn me off, you know? Or like, I... But like... In spite of those things, I do still enjoy it and I am having fun and I want to keep playing. So, like, obviously, something's working for me, right? Yeah. So, I'm wondering if, like, four hours from now, do I have that moment where I'm like, okay, you know? Because, like, that happened with me with, like, Persona, right? Where, like, I was digging it, but it wasn't until, like, the end of the first palace where I was like, ah, uh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in it now. I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm on this fucking. I don't have one foot in and one foot out. I'm like, oh, I I'm think here I think this. in I'm Persona Five, this. I was there from the beginning because I loved Persona Four Golden so much that I was just like, it's another Persona I can I can dig into. It was it was great. Um, well, it was my first one. Yeah, and that's fair. Maybe that's a game I play on Steam Deck as well. I just try the PS3 emulator and give Persona Five a go and actually finish it on a handheld device. Royal. Right, Royal. Your Royal's not on PS3, so you can't you can play it. So, they haven't ported it to to. You gotta PC. not do that. You gotta play Royal. <laughs> Royal is definitive. Like it's so much better that like I don't think anyone should play Persona Five. Yeah, and plus there's that non that they've like made the the scene less problematic. So, with yeah. the the gay characters, so the gay panic stuff. Yeah. I I, I, I do want to play I do want to play it although Persona 5's theme song is significantly better than Persona 5 Royal's theme song the, but there's there's just nothing in it for me Persona 5 Persona 5's theme song is just it's up there sure I mean that song's still in Persona 5 Royal though that's good I, I plan to play it at some point it's just it's a time commitment and and I guess maybe oh, I need I to I need to commit to it and and just do it. And I think that's why I want it on a handheld, so I can just chip away at it's it easier. at all times in bed on the sofa when McCall is watching TV. When I've got like a, a fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, and I want it so I can suspend it. Like that was the problem. And I know this is fixed in Royal. The save points in Persona Five were a nightmare. So bad. It was like if you don't get to this specific point, you've got to redo that last two hours and it's just like great yeah okay yeah i i couldn't i couldn't vibe with that that'd be a good one you should check it out but all right uh before we get into our talking point for this week i have a little game that i want to play with you steve uh so on gamesindustry.biz this week they published an article that were uh it's called here are the biggest video game franchises in uk history and this is by christopher dring uh and this is about the top 30 boxed games in the last 
and it's it's on data since 1995. So it's the most popular boxed games in the UK from 1995 to today. Uh, And this comes from um, GFK. Uh, Is there some weird ones on there? Is there some really weird, obscure stuff on there? I can imagine there will be. I I can't give you hints, Steve, because the game that we're going to play... Is so, and just to point out, these these games have, have accumulated nearly thirteen billion do- uh, pounds in revenue, so high sellers. Yeah. Um, I want you to guess the top five. That's what I think we're going to okay. shoot for. GTA. Real quick, are you guessing them in order? Because uh, I want, I want, like, are you just gonna guess the top five? Well, what do you or, want me to do? I want, I want you to guess what the numbers are. Like, number, what is number, number one, one? What's number I two? Th- number one, I think, is GTA. Okay. Number two, I think, is. Does it include microtransaction sales? Does it say, or is it just sales of it's the base ju- game? It's, this is just based on box sales alone. Cool. So whether duty. or not those. Okay, so so far you're saying number one is GTA, GTA. Number, number two is Call, Call of Duty. Duty, three FIFA. Okay, it's ninety five. Since nineteen ninety five, I think Tomb Raider is going to be on there. Okay, that was so popular back in the day. But then maybe something like a Crash I think Bandicoot. it's it's from then till now. So like, yeah. was it popular and is it, and then? Is, is it based on like number of copies sold or revenue? Um, says it's based in revenue. Okay, that's what I figured. Which is why I went with GTA Five. Well, GTA because GTA Five sold like a bazillion copies. Yeah, it looks like it's. Hmm, I don't actually know. It's not saying because it says here. Revealed the 30 highest earning game franchises in UK history by box sales. Based on data from 95, the firm says that these 30 games generated. No, so I think it's based on box sales, not on revenue generated. Oh, okay. Because then GTA might not be it, because I can imagine they sold a shitload of digital copies. Right. Oh. Yeah, so it's just it's just box sales. So really, so if you want to adjust your rankings, like, you can. I, yeah, I'm thinking like up to the 360 era at this point then. Because really, that's when like box sales trickled off a little bit. Even into last gen, they were pretty ubiquitous until near the end. I think I'll stick with the top two. I think Call, Call okay. of Duty. So I, I'll GTA stick with the top number three. one. GTA, Call, Call of Duty, Duty number two. And FIFA then number FIFA. three. Okay. So you got two more. Uh, and it's franchises. Franchises. I think Mario. Number four. Okay. Mario. Then for number five. Box sales in the UK, number five. We liked PC games in the nineties. But then that's when the PS one and the and the N sixty four came out. Crash Bandicoot, number five. Okay. Final answers. Yeah. Okay. So you totally botched the order. But you guessed four of the five. Oh, okay, right. It's Call of so, Duty number partial one. Partial credit. Or FIFA. No. FIFA's number Fuck's one. Fuck's sake. Fucking football. So FIFA's number one. Call of Duty was number two. Mario is number three. Grand Theft Auto is number four. And Lego is number five. Lego. 
I, I wouldn't have even clocked it, all the Lego games. Why was Crash Bandicoot on the list? Did it even make it in there? Uh, yeah, those Lego games see. are ubiquitous. I should have thought Crash about Bandicoot that. Crash Bandicoot is number 27. Fuck. Okay, right. That was not popular. I'm pretty happy, though. Four out of five in the top five. No, you did the well. The order's, like, bad. But, yeah, that's, like, pretty decent. So st- the Lego games. I didn't games, really like, expect man. you to get the order. I wanted to just see if you would get any of them. The fact that you got four of the five top games and that one of them is like Lego is like you did you did good on that one. Awesome, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm happy with that. But the Lego games are just I don't I don't really gel with them at all. I know everyone's really excited yeah. about Lego Star Wars and Chewie's going to be They're playing really it. popular. Yeah, and I know yeah. Chewie's playing it. It's probably going to be talking about it over on Nintendo Noise next week, but. I I don't know. I just never I never got into them. Macaulay really loves them. It's like one of their favorite games. Like that Lego City game on Switch. Like they were obsessed with it. Yeah, I feel like the big thing with them is they're they're like a true all ages title. Because most of the time when you say all ages, you mean it's for kids and it's child appropriate. Yeah. But I think adults legit like the Lego games. But they're also very popular with kids and they're popular with like families. It's like a good game for you to play with a kid because they can actually contribute and not like hold you back and you can enjoy it together and like i think that's why they're so also like they've done so many like like between star wars and, yeah if you, you like know, a Potter franchise marvel like, yeah macaulay's DC. playing the the marvel one at the moment and it really is like all of marvel like seeing lego yeah got into the galaxy like lego Groot or whatever it's just like so strange mm-hmm. they were playing it when uh we were over at my parents house and my mom was watching those so i keep looking up and thinking i'm gonna see like actual people and it's just lego and i'm <laughs> i'm just like yeah it's yeah. cool because those games are really just like destruction games you smash everything you get you all the pieces the you collect the stuff and then you build them i've never really gotten into that style of game uh but i can understand why they're really popular so the other uh, other one that you called out was Tomb Raider, and that was actually number 20. Tomb Raider was really popular in like, the PS1 era. Those original Tomb Raider games, I remember it was one of the reasons my dad told me he got a PlayStation 1, because he bought Tomb Raider to play on his PC, and it wouldn't run properly, because you had to have like a really good video card back then. Like one of the original like Voodoo three remember the Voodoo three yeah. D cards before they came like became like Nvidia, uh, and and it wouldn't run properly. So we got a PS one and it was just like yeah now I can play Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider two was such a such an amazing game. I loved that game. I remember the start. One I played I the was start of that surprising. game like a million times. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, one of the things I thought was surprising was Zelda twenty nine. I don't think Nintendo was ever as ubiquitous or as popular here as it was no. elsewhere. Like in the nineties, no, like, I mean, the PS Five was the dominant console in the UK for at least that generation. Yeah, you know, you guys got it really late, the N sixty four. Yeah, I think it came out after, or it must have come out like it was a couple of years after the PlayStation I, One. I think it came out like three years late or something like that. So um, let me because I know we got P- uh, PS PS One was ninety five, ninety six in the UK. Yeah, you guys got it in ninety seven, which is. Over you got it March ninety seven, which is a solid year and change after it came to uh, other yeah. Like it came out in June twenty third ninety six in Japan. We got it in September of ninety six. The PlayStation had already been on the market for two years by the time it came out. Yeah, so by that point, we've all got Playstations. So like, why would we want an N sixty four? Like, we can play these games already out. You know, 
Yep. We've been playing Crash Bandicoot for like two years. Spyro, Spyro's coming out. Like, why do we care about Mario? And we never really right. got into Mario on the NES or the SNES because our history was with like PCs and like those little PCs like Spectrums and Amigas and Commodores and things like yeah. that. That's what we played on. We played games like we're going to talk about Monkey Island. We played things like that on those kind of um, machines rather than actual consoles. It wasn't really until the PS1 era that consoles really took off in the in the UK. So there you go. It's fascinating. Good work, to me. Steve. Absolutely I'm impressed. You did you did good. Yeah, it was it was an interesting little list. I thought I thought it'd be a fun fun little thing to do. Um, so let's jump into our our uh, talking point for the week. This one comes from uh, a question from the question block. So Andy Radford wrote in and said, "Quote unquote, the best game I've ever played. We've all said it, but what is the worst game you've ever played and why?" I thought this was a great question. You never talk about what's the worst game you've ever played. And I I like the idea of using this as like a a segue to also just maybe talk about games that have like disappointed us. Um, Did, as that's Square would list. say, didn't meet our expectations. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I think the worst game I've ever played is surprisingly a pretty easy answer. Um, it's notoriously one of the worst games ever made, and it's uh, the ET game. I've um, never played that. Is it's, it really bad? Yeah, it's it's so bad. Let me see real quick. It's ET. I think it was Atari twenty six hundred. I think. Let me see. Uh, yeah, Atari twenty six hundred nineteen eighty two. Uh, this is that game that was famously so bad that they dumped a bunch of them in a landfill in the desert, and it was like unearthed a couple years ago. Like, yeah, they like, refused to admit it. They, re- they refused game. to admit it, but but obviously, crazy fans went and dug them up. I was just like, yep, there they all are. Yeah, which is awesome. I want one of those cartridges that were dug up so bad <laughs> just as like a thing a weird piece of history but um yeah in college uh i in my my i went to a community college before i went to university and at that school they had a uh video game it was like an intro to game design course and about half or more maybe 60 40 split of the class was actually like a video game history class um, it was really interesting and, and I learned a lot about retro games back then. And, um, the teacher was this awesome, awesome woman. She's was, uh, she's been a gamer since like the oldest of the OG. Like she's an old, old school gamer and she has every console she's ever owned, uh, in great condition with a bunch of the software and has bought new stuff because she collects retro stuff and would use it for the course. Um, so near like once we got through a bunch of the like kind of preliminary, like let's learn about coin op pinball machines and like blah, blah, like when we got to like the Atari era and stuff, she started bringing the games in so we could try them. So like I tried a bunch of 2600 games. I got to play like ColecoVision and television, like all these old ass consoles that I'd never placed hands on before. And boy, that ET game is fucking broken, man. Like you can, there's this mechanic where you fall down pits randomly, and you're supposed to be able to jump back out. And there are a lot of them where it'll just you'll fall in and it'll glitch out, and you can't get back out. And the what? only way to 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 progress is to start the game over. 
Oh. And notoriously, the game doesn't end. If you get to the ending, it glitches and it just doesn't show you the end of the game. Did they never? They yeah. never tested this game, did they? No, and I'm pretty sure they coded an end to the game. It just doesn't work. Fucking hell, that's horrendous. Which is fucking insane. <laughs> so yeah, that that's probably the worst game I've ever played. Just in terms of, it's just not a functional piece of software it's not fun to play it looks like shit it sounds like shit it's terrible it's a terrible video game yeah i really i really struggled with this one because there's there's tons of bad games right and and i and i think it depends what you're looking at is it from a technical standpoint which obviously the the et one is maybe it does have some fun elements to the game but it just is fundamentally broken nope it doesn't. Oh, that okay. game is truly <laughs> zero across the board. Okay. Like, just like, there's <laughs> not a redeeming quality to it. <laughs> uh, but um, the worst game of all time I've probably played is probably some crappy mobile game that I downloaded and then it was just riddled with adverts. Basically, any mobile game with like microtransactions or riddled with adverts, you can mark as one of the worst games of all time. I will not play them. I will instantly delete them. But I was having to look through some, uh, through some lists to try and like jog my memory and I distinctly remembered... Tomb Raider, The Angel of Darkness. Do you remember that game on the PS2? And like, no. it was after the movies came out, and they started like trying to transform her into be like more like the movies, and like the branding of the game turned into like the branding of the movie, like that Lara Croft like pyramid style text. Yeah, it was just bad. Like they gave her like these trying weird... to make her look like Angelina Jolie. Yeah, they gave her these like weird goofy sunglasses. There was like issues. With, oh, like, I remember the, the sunglasses. Yeah, it was just like, what yeah. the fuck is this? We came from Lara Croft having been the same since like the original version all the way up to Last Revelation, like on the Dreamcast and on, on the first PS2 game, and then it moved into this, which was I actually think this was the first PS2 game. And it was just bad. It was a really bad game. It was the I think it was the first Tomb Raider game I never finished. It was it was not a good game. And and I love Tomb Raider. It was one of my favorite franchises as a kid. Going from the from the PS1 games. I remember all the cheat codes that we would do. We would like print out these like your dad would like print out these game facts sheets. Do you remember back in the day? And it was like all plain text, Dude. like typewriter text, and you'd have to like figure out, well, where exactly am I? And I've got to like look at this thing. There's like no pictures. I had a binder. I had a binder, a Pokemon binder filled with cheat codes that I had printed out on CheatCC.com. <laughs> yes, CheatCC. I remember that. There was another one. I can't remember the name of it, but it would cheat it was, code central. It was always like it was always that like plain text, right? It was just it was ridiculous, and and I just I I couldn't comprehend this game at all. I do not recommend playing Lara Croft and the. So Angel funny. of Darkness. It was it was bad. It was like some weird story as well. I'm sure it was like some strange story where you're like breaking into like a building and like stealing stuff and it went all like Mission Impossible style and you weren't actually going to like raid tombs like you were meant to in Tomb Raider. I'm sure that something happened. Like uh yeah, it was it was bizarre. Oh, Tomb Raider Chronicles was bad as well. That was the first one where they gave her the stupid sunglasses and then and then it moved into the Angel of Angel of Darkness, like Two Red Chronicles apparently is the worst selling game in the series at 1.5 million units. It was the last one on the PS1. It was That's it was good. really bad, really bad. That was when they started making it. Yeah, look at this. It's like some fucking Harry Potter shit. The story follows Lara Lara's quest through the catacombs in Rome in search of the Philosopher's Stone. It's like what the fuck? 
it just did not work. It did not work <laughs> with the story of of the game. And I remember she like broke into this this like building at the end. Like you have like sneaking through like vents and stuff. And it was like Mission Impossible style. I was just like, this isn't Tomb Raider. This is like a different game. If you put a different character in, maybe this would be cool. But this is not what people signed up for when when they went for Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah I, I hear you there. I think in terms of the games that like disappointed me, the one that comes to mind for me is I think less the game's problem and more a me issue at the time. But I think it, we were both a little to blame. It's Kingdom Hearts 3. So okay. Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 2, two of my like historically favorite games, right? As a kid, especially, I loved Kingdom Hearts, really fell in love with it, really like struck a chord with me emotionally uh, for whatever reason. And I, I always just had a lot of love for the Kingdom Hearts franchise, and I've played all the fucking wacky-ass spinoffs. Like, I kept up with it as much as I could. And, yeah, and, you know, I was really amped going into Kingdom Hearts 3. And I remember when I started playing it, I was, like, so into it because I was like, it's exactly what I wanted. It's basically a PS2 game. Like, this is the game that should have come out in 2008 or whenever. Like, I forget. I think that's right. Um and then you realize it's a I, PS2 game, and that's not what you want because video games have moved on and progressed, and they should have progressed the the game. Yeah, and there are things about the the fight system that I didn't like. Like they added a lot of gimmicks that like broke up combat too much, and like and again, like it wasn't bad. It wasn't that I was like I don't like this, but I remember I stopped playing it for like a week or two because of something else. Maybe another game came out. Maybe I was away or whatever. And it was one of those things where like as soon as my momentum with the game was broken, I was like I don't really feel like I need to go back to this and. Feeling that way about it is what disappointed me because I do still want to go back and finish it. It's a game I definitely like. I- I've thought about going and replaying the whole trilogy and maybe streaming it. And like, I don't know, like, I have I had all these thoughts about I know I want to get back to it. I know it's a game I want to go finish someday. But the fact that I had waited all that time for it and then I was kind of like, eh, I could, I could take it or leave it was just a bummer. You know, and I think part of that is that's an emotional journey. I started when I was like eight years old and um, yeah, it doesn't hit the same way anymore because I'm an adult, but I don't know that that one, that one was tough. You know, it's like I wanted, I wanted more from it than I yeah. think it was able to give me. That's understandable. I, I, I think the the problem is they they had a I don't think they could have catered for everyone right there are going to be some people who want that game to hit exactly as those old ones did and have the same game style and it feel the same and there's probably a lot of people who have seen video games progress since then and want it to take on more modern traits and more modern game design and styles. I just feel like I wanted it to have less bloat more than anything. Like it was like, there's this whole mechanic where there's these like random attacks that you can do that are like circumstantial and they're like very like busy and like, you're just like flying all over the place. And it was just like, I just want this to feel more like kingdom hearts too, you know? And that sucks. It's like, I want this game to feel like a game that came out like 12 years ago is like not a great. No, that's yeah, not good luck, really, is it? Yeah. So while we're on the subject of old franchises coming back, there was some news this week, right? That 
two long dormant franchises are coming back in some pretty exciting ways. Of course, we have a brand new Monkey Island game being worked on by the original creator. Huge, uh, huge win there, Ron Gilbert. Um, coming back, if you're a point and click fan, uh, yeah, I'm big a, news. I'm a big, I'm I'm a big point and click fan. I don't have a lot of nostalgia for Monkey Island, but Thimbleweed Park that seems crazy to me. Which was how like, can you be one without the other? I, I don't know. It's like uh, it was too old, right? When that game came out, I wasn't sure. I wasn't like old enough to be playing games like that. I've played it since, but I think other games improved upon it, like the Broken Sword franchise, for example. I think took what monkey island did i never really liked those verb style games but thimbleweed park fuck me that was like a masterpiece i absolutely loved it and if he can do the same thing that he did with thimbleweed park with a monkey island sequel it's gonna be phenomenal and and i'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with that one i'm definitely gonna be keeping an eye on it yeah i'm down to give it a shot i have only dabbled with the original monkey island for like a let's play series that never saw the light of day so like i've seen some of it but i never really was a monkey island guy um all of my point and click adventure like roots come from the, like the humongous entertainment games that I oh yeah I did. Like, you need to watch Pup-Pup. you need to watch Brumish's i did i watched videos. it after you sent it to me yeah i watched <laughs> i watched all the pop up ones um, yeah they're so good i i i i i don't know i some of the design in those games i i know famously has dead ends to the point where you can't finish the game if you get into those like dead ends yeah that's bad game design and it won't stand in 2022 so i hope that stuff like that just dies a death but i loved the fact that they like put in hint systems and things like that in thimbleweed park it was all like a, a phone system and if you backed them on kickstarter at a certain level you get to record the hint so if you call them up you could you could hear yourself in the game that's cool which was really really cool and then the other one is uh, is Max Payne making a comeback. You ever played um, those games? No. I Again, this was like one where I had a friend that was like a big Max Payne fan. So like I think it was Max Payne 2 or 3, I, whatever the – yeah, I think it was – I think it was 2. Um, it was a game that like I remember watching my friend play a lot kind of thing, you know? Um I remember dad renting this from Blockbuster one weekend and we just couldn't get on with the controls. It was so, because it's like so strange the way he moved. It was like, you'd like lock on and you'd be like moving sideways and like forwards and like strafing and stuff. And we just couldn't get into it. And I think it was when we recently had played Shenmue and Shenmue for the time, I think controls so well compared to if you compare it to like modern games it really feels like it stands up and i don't think max Payne quite did but i'm interested to given the uh, in giving these remasters a go remedy just seems to be putting out so much stuff lately like we've had the alan wake remaster we've got another control game on the way we've got these two max Payne games now coming out for rockstar we're working on alan wake too we, yeah there's another alan wake it's just like how are they putting out this much stuff it's crazy to well me. If you recall, um, in 2021, I think. Yeah, okay, I found it. Yeah, uh, Tencent acquired a 3.8 minority stake in the company. So they had a big um, in- that they, influx of cash. Yeah, and they also made a publishing deal with Epic for um, 
for Alan Wake 2 and the Alan Wake remaster. So, like, it, they probably have a lot of money coming in right now. Oh, yeah. You know, um, where they just, like, have... Because, like, they got they have funding from Rockstar for the Max Payne remakes as well. Um, oh, there's this... Yeah, the ten, they're making a, a co-op multiplayer game for Tencent codenamed Vanguard, Vanguard. And they're also making a multiplayer game in the Control universe, which codenamed Condor. So they've got a lot. They've got a lot coming on, and I know they've just did that Crossfire X game for um, Xbox. Right. I, I haven't they... really seen many people play that though. Like it kind of came out and then fizzled. Yeah, it seems like it kind of came and went. Um, which you know, it's not great, but I mean, one one not so hot game. Oh yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. Like mean, Control was phenomenal. Um. And then I know there was another thing too. Oh, right, they opened a new studio. Oh, well, that would make sense then. Yeah, that would make sense. So they probably got yeah, two, yeah, two yeah. studios working. It says here they announced an, to, plans to open a new studio in Sweden in the first half of 2022, uh, based on their experience working on the COVID nineteen pandemic. During the COVID nineteen pandemic, they found the need for a hybrid uh, model for their Sweden based staff. So they have a studio that's going to be built for. Um, hybrid development there as well which is you know they they must just have a lot more resources than they've had yeah that's really cool yeah i mean which is great successful games and investment and i know they went they went public with an ipo so um they've they've probably got had a big influx of cash which is nice to see i'm looking forward to 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 see it looks like they've hired a ton of people in the last year or Mm -hmm. two with all that new money um they're up to 290 plus employees as of 2021 it's also nice to see rockstar learning and going back to the original developers of max Payne to remaster the game rather than subbing it out to someone else which they were doing it themselves like they did with max Payne 3 which well with max Payne 3 but they also did that with the the gta collection right they went to grove street games which i know is one of their own studios but they were not good ports. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely trust Remedy to get it right. Yeah, absolutely. So, obviously, great news for fans of, of both of those franchises as well as, you know, uh, Ron Gilbert and, and the folks at Remedy, um, respectively. But, uh, you know, obviously, both of us not being big Monkey Island or Max Payne fans, you can't help but have that moment of, like, what about the franchises I want to see come back, right? So figured, you know, we'll close out the show here today and talk a little bit about what are the game franchises that we would would and would not like to see resurrected, which I think is also a very fun question. <laughs> what franchises have go-away heat for you at this point? Yeah. I have a couple that, like, I can rattle off right away because we've talked about this a lot. I've been pretty blessed in general, like a lot of the franchises that I really love have had resurrections and have had, have come back in some shape or form. Um, shout out to like the Tony Hawk collection, that kind of stuff. Oh, this um, I'm the same though. Like I was thinking about this and I was like, all the ones I could think of, are like um, Baldur's Gate's coming back, right? We're getting yep. a Dead Space game. Yep. Prey had like a resurrection. It's just so many games that have come back. I had a, I got a new Broken Sword a few years ago, Broken Sword 5. I'm sure they're working on Broken Sword 6. There's a ton of games that I managed, I, that, that came back that I never thought I'd see again, and I'm so excited that they, they did. Baldur's Gate was probably my number one pick. And then I remembered, oh, wait, 
Larian's making a new Baldur's Gate game, and they did an amazing job with, it's three, with Divinity. Right? Is what it's called? Yeah, Baldur's Gate one? Three. It's a traditional sequel. It's, they get they got the rights from Dungeons and Dragons, so it's actually a D and D game, which is really cool. They can play it as if it was pen and paper D and D, all the traditional controls and things that you know. But it does have like, or am I thinking of a different game? I feel like that that's the one. It has like character conversation cutscenes stuff and stuff like that right it does yeah it looks a lot like a more like open like dragon age which has me so excited like i really want that game to just like hit you know 1.0 and come out already yeah i think yeah i, I think i think it's going to be good when it does eventually uh get finished and, and come out i'm lo- really looking forward to that one um i would like them to i, I know we got a new dark alliance game one one I wanted though wasn't pro- a traditional Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance like we had you know the top down isometric one I of the love ghost those games, games from the PS2 era oh they were I so good I fucking love those games I They're wish fun. they had online multiplayer because I'd play them with you like I know they came to Switch but it was like no online multiplayer it's like come on put that in and we'll stream the game 100% yeah I would definitely do that we play it play it through twice in a row so we both get an ebony sword and then you do the final run <laughs> You know, you're just <laughs> fucking people up. Yeah, that's a great... Oh, I fucking love those games. Those were, those were so fun. Uh, so, the, there are a couple that come to mind for me. Um, first one out off the rip, Monster Rancher. I love the Monster Rancher series. I feel like there's a lot you could do with a modern, like, take on it and, like, kind of freshen things up because of how far we've come with, you know... Um, like AI and just the ability to like add more layers to it so that the monsters that you have feel more alive and that you can have like deeper interactions with them. And, you know, some of the stuff that they started exploring in like Monster Rancher 3 and Evo uh, or 3, 4 and Evo, I should say, um, are all things that like I think you could do so much more with now with the power of like a PlayStation 5 versus like the PS2, which is the last time we got Oh my proper, god! Yeah, uh, you know, mainline monster rancher game. Can you imagine what the monsters could look like now? Yeah, and like you could have a bigger library of them. You know, like one of the big things was like fusion. You could have more options for fusion. You know, I think like there was like the adventure system where like I could really easily see them adapting that and having like a memento style like dungeon crawling thing like i think there's so much you could do with that series uh to breathe new life into it and you know um you know just present present a modern take on it rather than just like you know drudging back up old stuff for nostalgia's sake um which is still cool but you know i would really love to see a new game uh we've talked about this a lot but like donkey kong country you know um or the a proper fact that we DK. Had like, we had a Donkey Kong Country, but, like, a proper Donkey Kong, like, Donkey Kong 64 style, right? Well, yeah, that's, that's I guess, more what I mean, yeah, is, like, the fact that we've never had an attempt at another 3D open world, yeah. you know, um, Donkey Kong game just really seems kind of insane, you know, like... Was it popular? It just, Did it, it sell well? I mean, I I always thought of it as being popular. I don't know like what the sales look like comparatively. Let's see. Because it could it could well be that that maybe it didn't sell as well as Nintendo thought, and they're just like, oh, maybe Donkey Kong's not as popular. We can like do these 
lower, more simple 2D side-scrolling games. I feel games. like it's the fact that Rare left. Yeah, could well you be. Know? But they've got so many people in-house now, right? Look at Kirby, for example. You could give it to um, you could give it to that team. You could give it to the Mario Odyssey team. There's a lot of, there's okay, a lot of so, stuff they could do with it. So here's the thing. Uh, according to the release, it had sizable marketing campaign. It was typical. It was double the typical budget for a marketing campaign for the game. And let's see. Nintendo projected sales of 2.5 million copies within one year and then later increased that to 4 million copies, 1.5 million more than The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Okay, then yeah, it was really popular. So Yeah, so it obviously bizarre. sold well. I don't know. That that's, that's always seemed kind of crazy. Maybe they've tried over the years and, and they've just never seen the light of day because the games didn't. Well, well, there's something. that rumor that the EAD team that like they built a new team just to work on Donkey Kong stuff, and that like that could be something that's on the horizon. So I hope so. Yeah, it That'd would be, be cool. nice. One, and then I was gonna say one I thought of, and it was following on that like was it the PlayStation event the other week, and they announced Exo Primal, and I was like, are we ever gonna get a Dino Crisis at this point? A story-driven like Resident <laughs> Evil style di- goofy yeah. ass dinosaur game. That would be really cool. I'd like to see them do that. They did that in like the the RE engine, make it look, make it like a Resident Evil so like three cool. <laughs> or like a Resident Evil Resident Evil Village or whatever. It could be really cool. And and those games are silly. Um, so it'd be nice to, to have a bit of fun with with that engine. I feel like that's something I would like to see more in AAA games in general. Just silliness. Like, yeah, video games used to be sillier and like a little bit more wacky. And that's something that like it's not gone in games, but it feels like it's mostly reserved for like indies now. And that was something that I always loved about games and it's like the same reason I love comic books, it's the same reason I love cartoons is like like give me more wacky shit. Yeah. You know, like don't get me wrong. I love The Last of Us and I love the more serious and grounded and, and emotional and you know like those but sometimes kinds of you games. want a bit of fun and i like that about the sometimes some of the games just shoot fucking dinosaurs yeah yep. and, so, and some of the games i love doing that in and you can be serious and do it like proper simulation style but hitman there's some about like grabbing a fish and like throwing it at someone's face and that knocks them out and then you like become like a fucking clown or something and you're going around like killing people with a banana like that game is not afraid to be silly and yet it can be super serious, but the fact that like Adrian forty seven has these stupid one liners and he's well in on the joke that this is just a stupid fun game. I, I love that about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um and then I think for me a lot of the other ones that come to mind is like I would really love to see uh more arcadey like sports games come back because like mario hoops that's that's what you that's what you want at this point is mario that is what i want i really want mario hoops but like it's like you tony hawk right i think was a real progenitor of that genre like sports games had already existed and stuff and like you know they were mostly arcadey that was like the standard but then you got like that era of like NBA Street and NFL Street and FIFA Street and like those games were fucking wacky and weird and fun and cool and like you had like 
the the uh what was it nfl blitz and like i think mlb blitz but or maybe it was another one but like there would just be these weird ass games or it was like oh yeah like it's like a football game but like you can punch people in the face or like oh like you know yeah it's like oh that reminds it's a basketball me, that's, game that's just reminded me of road rash i need a new road rash like being able to just do this stupid like street racing motorcycle games and like, like punching that's a, people that's off a the genre of game that just doesn't exist anymore, yeah. right? Like you had that, you had like burnout and like even you like know, NF, like, all like these... Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit. That was always a good one as well, like where the cops are just like chasing you down the the like racetrack as you're like trying to yeah. dodge all of these, all of these other cars and like weave in and out and like and and beat them. They were so good. Like I would kill for a game that would let me play like a low stakes, like three or four button version of basketball you know yeah. like it's it like so it's like a I'm, I'm running i click a to pass it i run and then i click like yeah. y to throw like, it to the basket when chewy came to visit right they we went to barcade uh which is uh it's like a what's the word i'm looking for it's a franchise right like they yeah. have a, there's a barcade in like a bunch of different cities across america and they had an uh nba um jam which is like the perfect arcade basketball game. And it's like you pick your team, you have two players at a time, there's a pass button, there's a shoot button. You know, if you let go of the button at the top of your jump arc, you shoot better. Like it's very simple, right? It's very easy to understand and just pick up and play and have fun. And like that's what I think those kinds of games should wrestling games are like this too, right? Where like that's what wrestling games should be like, in my opinion. Not I don't want to have to like yeah, bring Get back the WWE the, like, games. I want to pick up some chairs and throw them in people's faces. I swear we spoke about this on one more thing around. this week. <laughs> yeah, just fuck around. It's fun. You we know? did. Like, I, I remember because we were speaking about Logan Paul. So yeah, if you want to hear about wrestling games, go yeah. listen to one more thing this week. <laughs> and that, and like I think those games were great. And like, and I mean across the because it's like Avalanche 1080. Like, oh my god, snow, the SSX you know, like, games. They were so SSX, good. You know, Snowboard Kids. Like. There were a lot of games like that that were just like, it's just like a fun, low stakes, like fuck around. And, you know, like I, I think those games are really fun. And I've never been interested in sports, like historically, right? I've never been a sports guy. And I liked those games. They were fun to play regardless because they were just fun games. And they yeah. were they were simple, you know, and like it was a fun thing to play. If you wanted to get into it deep, you know, like with like the WWE games, they would have like the seasons and you could go for the belts and you could, you know, like all that stuff. But like, it was a very easy game to just be like, Oh, like, hello friend. Like you're over. Like, why don't we play SmackDown versus raw and just plug it in and just fuck around, you know? And like, I, I don't know. I feel like those kinds of games were so cool and you just don't see them much anymore. And like, there are some like, you have like uh, was it Fire Pro Wrestling, which is like an indie title that really harkens back to that classic era. So like there are some indie examples of some of these kinds of games, but like there isn't a good basketball one. I've looked, you know, and like it, it sucks. Like I want that so bad, um, and it's just not an option anymore. Hopefully, someone someone does that. I could see something something happening with with that. It, it just sucks that there's like a monopoly on them now. Because like you think about when we were. Kids, kids right like it was like you had uh you had like there was like the nba jam from i think it was jam right from ea and then you yeah, had like 2k, 2K games, and like yeah. there was competition and like 
you had Madden, but then you also had like double NCA. I could see, NCAA, I could see those you know, coming to an like end that. though, and and more companies following like the uh, Disney's lead, right, with the Lucasfilm games, and and it's it's surprising to me that there isn't like NBA games or whatever or NFL games, and and they're like doing this kind of thing where they're yeah. they're controlling the licensing. They're saying right. You're making this style of game, and we're going to work with you to make this style of game, and then we're going to have a mobile game, and we're going to have like a a, a turn-based trading card game or something. They could do a lot with the the franchise that they've got, and the licensing of the people is really what what people are there for, right? The logos of the teams and the names and the the likenesses of the people. That's why yeah, people go to it. Yeah, I just want like a cute cartoony game where I can play as the Philadelphia 76ers and win Joel and be a ring that he deserves. <laughs> With Mario's face, just on one of the players. <laughs> Yo, Mario can be in the... the I, yeah. <laughs> Steve, I'm going to point this out real quick. It's something that Sarah's been giving me shit for. I've started like adopting random ways that you pronounce things. Yeah. Like I've, I've been saying Mario now, yeah, like Mario. I'm like from, yeah. it's not Mario, it's Mario. Yeah, it's, it's and I'm Mario. saying Mario, like I'm from like Brooklyn. Just wait until <laughs> you start saying orange instead of orange. Cause I was talking about this on stream, how Americans say orange. How'd you say orange? orange? The color, color orange. 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 <laughs> orange. orange. Whereas we say orange. I- I don't hear any difference between those. Orange. <laughs> orange. All right, okay. Orange. A lot of Americans I've heard say orange. It's like one orange. word, right? Like I don't think any. I don't they think do. They do. There's a whole I've bit in the that. office about it where Michael Scott's like, aren't you glad you didn't say that? Because it's colored in orange. Whereas British say like, orange. And anyway, tomatoes was another one. I said Ron Tomatoes last week and and it's tomatoes. Like Timberwolf lost it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh we'll we'll leave it there for today. If you want to write in and let us know what is the worst game that you've ever played, the game you were most disappointed by, the franchise you want to return, or the franchise you don't want to return. Make sure Just, I don't actually have one for uh, franchise. For me, I don't want it's to one where I think the story is done. I don't want The Last of Us to come back. I'm happy with how that finished, and I don't want another one to tarnish what was a nice story compacted. Like I still think, I still think The Last of Us Two went on too long, and it could have ended prior to that last little bit. I I, I would be happy if that never came back. I can't think of a franchise that I feel that way about, though. I mean, I generally would agree with you. Like, I don't want need or want a Last of Us 3, but I also don't feel like we needed a 2, and that justified its own existence. So, like, if they ha- if they come back five years from now and they're like, Matt, we got it, we have a 3, I'd be like, okay, all right. Like, if that's what you want to do, I believe in that enough, but I don't feel like I need that. Um, yeah, aside from that, I don't know. You know, I also don't need another Fallout game in America. There's a whole other fucking world out there, and I want to see nah, what Fallout the the world, the, I want to see what Fallout in the UK is like, or Fallout Australia, or or Fallout in China, or whatever. I, really I would see... really like to see one that's set in China, considering that's allegedly like... where it started. Right? That's where the bombs. Well, it's came that from. America and China both yeah. dropped bombs on each other and that's what ended the world so it's like okay well that what would happen on that right? side yeah what's the, yeah and like what's their perception of events and you know things like that that would be cool yeah 
Like other than that, you know, whatever, right? Like it, I, I'm I'm down for anything to come back if it's got a good enough reason mm-hmm. to come back. If you're bringing it back just for the sake of bringing it back, then yeah. like don't do that at forever. all. We didn't need Duke Nukem forever. We could have just let that die. Yeah, it's like the uh, what do they call it? That the space Space Jam Two. I forget what it was called. But if it's like a Space Jam Two revival where we're just doing this to do it and check a box, then like no thanks. But like if you're gonna come back and you've really got something to say, then like yeah, whatever. More power to you. <laughs> all right, so. Um, like I said, if you want to write in about any of those things or or whatever, right? If you want to write in with your own question to uh, inspire a main topic, just like Andy did this week, remember you can write into the question block at questions at flipscreen.games. You can hit us up on our Discord. You can hit us up on social media. Um, wherever you come and engage, we're glad to have you. We're glad to have you be a part of what we're doing here at Flipscreen Games. So come join the community. Come be a part of the Discord. If you are a longtime listener and you've never join the discord you've never come to a twitch stream you've never written into the show my challenge to you this week is do one of those things yeah. long time listener, part of what we're doing first time commenter long time first time <laughs> everybody says that's like well that's a story for uh, uh a one more thing yeah. so anyway it's the name of our new podcast long time <laughs> first time <laughs> all right everybody well thank you for joining us here again for the flip screen games podcast i've been pete he's been steve we'll see you next week We'll be right back.